I understand there will be alcohol-based consequences for my actions. What do you value most in friendship? What broke your heart the most? But, like, if they have, like, a, a joint girlfriend or something, I think I'd fuck with it. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Fishbowl. Hello. I- okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, wait. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, go. Do your thing. Okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is um, your host, Janae. And I'm Ashley Duran. And these are our guests. Andy. And Caitlin. Yes, we have a couple of wonderful people here today. Um, I'm going to, oh, um, get us off with the, not that's not the right phrase. Um, get, get us, us going with okay. the fishbowl. I mean, you can get us off if you'd like, yeah, but, uh, but it's not um, the kind of podcast. I didn't know it was that kind of podcast. <laughs> I lost the salt, so I guess. Oh, no, I have the salt. Oh, okay. So, oh boy. Um, because we're going to have salt on our hands, we're going to do this cheer and then, like, you know, just kiki for a minute, catch up. Get to know our guests. We are shooting tequila. Eighteen hundred coconut, <laughs> which my mother bought for me because my birthday is Monday. Uh-huh. Your birthday, by the time this episode airs, is last Monday. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> do, do I need to do the song? You Unless you don't to. want right, to. I'm fine. Okay. All right. You're Strong. real. So, I insert name here. I Andy. Solemnly swear to be open and honest with the fishbowl. Solemnly swear to be open and honest with the fishbowl. I promise to answer all questions truthfully. I promise to answer all questions truthfully. And with no reservations. And with no reservations. If I lie or omit. If I lie or omit. I understand there will be alcohol-based consequences. I understand there will be alcohol-based consequences. For my actions. For my actions. To life. To, to life, life, to love, to, to love, love, and to the fishbowl. And to, to the, the fishbowl. Fish oh, and that was it. Oh my god. Oh, Janae, you're Mistakes, pop. mistakes. <laughs> that tastes good with the coconut. Isn't it? I mm. like it a lot. I, like I find it. it rather smooth. It's also really good. It's oh my god, tequila really tastes tequila. like death and vomit. <laughs> I, I had Unless the worst come back time up. ever last time. But I was drinking gin and tequila that, in the oh same yeah. night. You mix it. It was a fatal mistake. Aw- <laughs> fatal mistake. That was Rocky. Oh, you that was Rocky. Oh. 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 So, so, so I'm not going to tell this story now because it's a really good story. No, it's so. not. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. I so I directed um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show here at Georgia College. Andy was my director before me. I was his assistant director. So mm-hmm. we have this thing called Director's Row or, or Rocky Royalty. Royalty. And we'll, the people who've done it or you know directed it they get to sit in the front row it's a big deal you know the alumni comes back yeah so. and we do the the show's a huge deal right uh, mm-hmm. in Milledgeville because we only do it like once a year it's not an every Friday thing mm-hmm. it so sells we, out our big theater it sells yeah. out the big theater we get like you know our professional lights in and so it's it's yeah. a it's a big deal the house it's a is really sold good out show. <laughs> and so this year um, you know okay it's tradition you know we drink before Rocky we pregame Rocky um, especially direct we worked really hard on it because you know, this is what we did. And so you get smashed. Yeah, so we want to take this time to really relax and appreciate our show. Also, you know, the audience drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was a little wilder than most. But anyway, <laughs> so I had Andy next to me in Haley's shorts. Haley's his girlfriend. And... I think those were my shorts. Were those your shorts? Yeah. They were pretty small, Andy. Well, I... I, <laughs> I, I, I stole those little shorts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Andy, someone else. I'm sorry. 
And um, Andy's off his ass already before the show even starts. <laughs> and so we do the, um, you know, we do the callback to Rocky Royalty of the past. And, you know, Andy gets on stage and he's a little excited. We, we give him his credit, though, because, you know, he's earned it. <laughs> then the show starts. <laughs> And there's, um, if you know Rocky, it's over at the Frankenstein place when Riff Raff does his little alcove solo. And I'm looking because I'm so proud because I've casted a fantastic person and I'm just ready to see what she can do. And everybody collectively goes, Ashley! And I look down and Andy is dancing on the stage. <laughs> In the middle of the show. I was pretending to serenade Riff Raff. Oh, I, it was so perfect. Like Romeo and Juliet Romeo and Juliet balcony scene. Well, and I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Uh, I was thing, told so, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's something I would do. Oh, I'd definitely try and reenact I was that. watching that train derail and in my head I was like, do I say, hey, Andy, get off the stage or do I let him, you know, live his Romeo and Juliet fantasy? And all I know is I was like, this is not how this show goes. You know, but we took it. It was it was a good time until, you know. You had to go. Still good show. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go. Okay, sometimes we get a little too lit. I heard great things about the rest of the show. <laughs> I threw up in the bathroom and a professor told me to go home. Yeah. Uh, and then I woke up in my own vomit and had the worst hangover ever. I'm sorry. That sounds <laughs> awful. No, I, I was But you ju- made it. I was just embarrassed that I got on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I did that. <laughs> that is so funny, but it was a good time. It's, it it's good. one of those rocky memories we It was one of those things that's like you're never going to forget it. Yeah. And like, not in a bad way. I but forgot like, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sober, sober. Yeah, everyone people. else. Yeah, yeah, sober people would not forget it. You bet for the tequila. I'm not going to forgive myself, though. <laughs> you totally should. You should. It because was funny. It now was... that it's over, it's just good memories. Okay. It, it was just a good time. It was funny. And if I'm not mad, you shouldn't be mad. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so do you want to tell people a little about yourselves, you know, what you're up to? I think we just life? told Andy's life story. <laughs> <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Andy Stanisic. Uh, I'm a theater major at school here. Do we say where we are? Yeah, um, a lot of people Because <laughs> everyone knows we're in Milledgeville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I'm a theater major graduating this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actor, director, uh Drag extraordinaire. Drag extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not quite as extraordinary, but I, I dabble in the the dr- drag arts. Yes. The makeup arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much me. Awesome. Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm 19. I'm a sophomore at GCSU. Right now, I'm a mass comm major and a theater minor. Don't know why I'm mass comm. I want to get into fashion. I'm just, you know. Trying to find the best It's route. awesome. I love that I don't know what I'm doing right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Just trying to figure out my path, but probably fashion would be, would be chill. That's really awesome. I mean, you, you guys can't see yeah. Caitlin, like, but you really should because her fashion is always like super, super top tier. Like she puts things together I never would have thought about and makes it work. She's like, my style inspiration. It really is super incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's cool. go. Who's going first? I'll go first this time. Okay. Question is, what do you think is the biggest threat to the concept of marriage? Oh, I don't even remember that question. Me either, but we're going to answer it. Um, uh, let's see. Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined this. This is ruining. Is this like personally or just? Yeah, like what do you, yeah. okay. 
marriages, a lot of marriages fail. I think it's like 52% right now. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think is the, the biggest threat of that? I think, I don't want to say lack of commitment, but like, I think nowadays because the world is, and I've been thinking about a lot about this, like future generations and stuff, like our world is so fast paced. It's almost very difficult to stick with one thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to commit your, like to spend your life every single day with a single person, the same memories, the same basically point of view, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary to be like, well, to have the same thing for the rest of your life when there's so many opportunities to like constantly be changing what your surroundings are. I yeah. feel like that's kind of the biggest threat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the influence of the world. Yeah, like fear of mediocrity, I yeah. feel like sometimes, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, um, I think that my answer is, you know, I don't think there's one type of way to have a marriage. Agreed. And I think that that can be kind of um, stifling, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to find the marriage that works for you. And I think you do that through communication. And I think if you try to appeal to this kind of traditional sense of marriage, you can feel, for certain people, it can feel suffocating, you know? Just like how Caitlin was talking about the worldviews, you know? You can adjust to those and incorporate them in your marriage and continue to seek out new opportunities and do things together instead of isolating one another when you're feeling kind of stuck, you know? Because you're going to want to go out and find new things, but you do it with your partner instead of saying, hey, I'm, I don't want to do this with you. I want to find a new adventure mm-hmm. in life. I think it's all about incorporation and trying to find what type of marriage works for you. And you do that through talking to your partner and making sure that they understand that, hey, this and this is not working. How do we grow from this? Or, you know, I don't like this. What do we do differently? And, you know, everybody who knows me knows I'm a firm believer that monogamy is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that you're struggling with, you know, don't just say, hey, I'm going to cheat or, hey, I'm leaving because monogamy is not my thing. You know, talk to your partner and say, hey, there's something not right here. I feel stuck. I feel like, you know, I don't want to just be intimate with one person. How do we fix this together? Because I think a partnership is more than just about what we do physically and, you know, what we do here. It's just, it's about how do we take these experiences and conquer them together. Right. So that's my answer. I feel like that's a way to fix that, though, is, mm-hmm. like, yeah. growing together rather than, yeah. like, I need my own time. Like, that, you know, if you're going to say I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, like, you're going to have to do some growing together. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to separate paths sometimes but it's that's why we have communication Mm -hmm. it's important yeah because when you get lost you don't it's easy to go inside and be like i'm lost i'm unhappy i'm suffering but to talk to your partner and be like i'm lost i'm unhappy i'm suffering Mm -hmm. you have another brain to bounce these things take a step back yeah Yeah, for sure uh so i agree that Mm -hmm. like i think that's the proper way to continue a relationship Mm -hmm. uh if that's something you're interested in but i think like part of like the wider american culture that we're in or at least uh like of recent years yeah. it's we're it's kind of like a trade-in kind of deal mm-hmm. like so you know i've got like an iphone 6 and i already you know i want i want the 10 i want the the x mm-hmm. uh even though like this phone isn't failing me it's just like compared to or when it does do something weird and like just turn off at 10 percent like <laughs> I, I say man i want a new phone and I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of how a lot of people uh, run relationships in their lives. Uh, people who haven't been in a serious relationship with people that they really care about, mm-hmm. they might consider it just like, oh, this girlfriend isn't working for me. I'll just get the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so, you know, instead it, of trying to make your phone work, instead of trying to fix what you have mm-hmm. that's special, mm-hmm. people are just getting new things yeah. that they're saying, oh, it's just as good, you know, it's, it's better. The, it's the quick, it's the quick culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's us or the generation before us. It's the microwave generation, you know. Um, I think it's the generation before us. Yeah, you. It's easy. It's quick to heat it up, move on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. instead of actually taking time. Um, let me see. What is the biggest threat? This, the biggest threat? Is that what it yes. is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm going to agree with all of your answers, honestly. Um, but then I'll put in my own, um, as somebody who is married. Yeah. Um, and has been with the same person for four years now. Uh, I, I read a book and it's like one of my favorite books. It's um, can't think of it right now because I just took a tequila shot. It's um, the Five Love Languages. I love that book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, Which I actually find really important. It is. And he states yeah. that you know, love. The beginning of a relationship, like when people are like, "Oh my God, I'm falling in love." You're not really falling in love. You're like infatuated with a person. Mm-hmm. You're like falling into an obsession with that person. Love isn't like. You know, I want to see you every day. I want to be around you. You're so beautiful. You're so great. I, mm-hmm. I want to be around you. Love is like, after all that's gone. The decision. It's the decision of like, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I, I, we don't always agree on everything. We have a bunch of differences, but I'm going to work mm-hmm. to, you know, do my best to be the best person I can be for you. Yeah. And as long as you work to be the best person you can be for me, then we'll work together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's probably the biggest threat is people once they fall out of that like mm-hmm. infatuation phase being like oh my god the magic's over this obviously isn't my relationship or obviously this isn't the person for me because i, I don't feel the same way i felt last year yeah, and i don't the, feel the same way and I the magic before. is making that decision every day to be in love it is mm-hmm. and it's like i i think about it all the time like when me and Devin first got together like it was like we were too like I was there yeah <laughs> we were just like always with each other always on each other always like it was it was great it was like a rush every time I saw her I was like you know this is the best like oh my god and now it's like I still like I'm on Tuesdays when I'm at work or I'm at home waiting for her to come mm-hmm. from work I'm like I can't wait like mm-hmm. I still have that like excited feeling but it's not the same because I know like as much as I want her to come home, I know when she comes home, she's going to make me clean something. And, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to clean something. And, but I do know that like I'll clean because mm-hmm. that's, that's her thing. And she mm-hmm. wants things to be clean. So I'm going to clean it because I'm going to work and do my part to make you happy. Absolutely. And if that makes you happy, then that's my job as your partner. And I feel like that's the biggest threat. It's, yeah. It's not trying anymore. It's, it's laziness. It's, it is. It's, it's like, oh, I want to, right. I want that. It's, it's a mixture of everybody's answers. It's mm-hmm. like, I want something like what you were saying with the iPhones. It's like, okay, this one's not working anymore. The whole, the, throw the whole, throw the whole man away. Yeah. Throw, throw the whole man away. <laughs> <laughs> like this one is, you know, it doesn't have, take the best pictures. So I'm going to go get one that takes better pictures, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, it doesn't take the best pictures, but it has all of your pictures on it. It has all your pictures on oh, it, and you no. you've had that phone forever. Right. You know, it. You left that phone in a bar in the Czech Republic, and like <laughs> it means something to you now. <laughs> and so I, I feel like that's that's it. Is people are just rushing to absolutely to keep the feeling that they have in the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. when you don't understand that that's not something that just stays naturally there. It's something you have to work for. I watch a lot of divorce court. Um, <laughs> I do. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and, I, and that's what she says. She says, like, y- you've given up. 
I think you can work this out. She tells him this a lot. Like, I think you can conquer this, but you have to try. Mm -hmm. You have to work past whatever issue you have. Mm -hmm. You can give up right now and walk away, but that's really not what you should do. And you know it because you love this person. And um, I listened to another podcast. It's called Where Should We Begin? Mm -hmm. um, Where it's like couples counseling. And uh, I forgot what episode it was, but... um, she was saying that there was one guy who was just unhappy in his relationship. I think they were together for like 10 years. I might be mixing three episodes, but whatever. <laughs> You'll get the point. But um, <laughs> he was unhappy in his relationship and that, uh, just because, you know, he got bored and he changed and a lot of things. And she was saying like, you know, you're looking for something new, but what's going to happen when the same thing happens with this new person? Like you go and you're, uh, Devin always tells, I, the first time I heard about it was when uh, we got together and she was saying the, the 80-20 rule or some people say the 90-10 rule. Yeah. Where it's like the person that you are with, you know, that they have 80% of what everything, you, of what you're looking for and you go out and you look for that other 20%, you're losing 80% mm-hmm. of what you want mm-hmm. trying to find that 20. And Damn you, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Damn you, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and it's really true. It's like, if this person does everything for me, but I don't like these, you know, these two flaws or I don't like these three flaws, but it's not something that's like, something to break a relationship yeah why go out to find but when somebody? you're looking for an out they become so strong. they become so big and mm-hmm. it's like just work on the things that are you know your problem and obviously i haven't been married you know 10 20 50 years yeah. so yet mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know so for my little bit of marriage experience that's that's my my little point. otherwise you're always going to be searching you're yeah. always gonna, you're, you're never, never going to be happy, happy. <laughs> i adore you <laughs> all right caitlin pool okay What is your biggest insecurity during sex? Okay. <laughs> um, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Um, I'm actually, I, I think I've conquered mine, but it was a pretty big one. Um, I used to be scared to talk, like to say anything mm-hmm. and to like, so I let people do what they wanted because I was terrified of like saying something that wasn't right okay i have a question mm-hmm. when you say talk do you mean like making noise or saying like i like this i don't like this? yeah okay. okay like okay so when you have sex i had sex for the first time as an adult so like when i had sex for the first time i i was like terrified you know because this person had had more sex than i had mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna let you go because i don't know what I'm doing. what it is what's right you know and so you know I kind of just let people kind of do their thing but I wasn't really into it it's like I mean it's they're telling me things that aren't what I'm interested in Mm -hmm. and I was terrified because I didn't want to say the wrong thing or I didn't want it kill the mood which right. i have since learned is not a thing it's not you a can't thing. kill the mood it just i mean you can't but <laughs> it's not through that it's not through that it's <laughs> not through saying what you want you can kill it but it's not through that and so i've learned that and like you know i've become a lot more like nah i'm not into that or you know change this or modify this mm-hmm. or you know just actually just taking control and kind of just going mm-hmm. but i like i'd freeze and kind of just be like mm, you can go like my my body's for you. I don't want to disappoint you. Right. And it should be a mutual act. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's me. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's actually very similar to Ashley's. I would say, like, I'm also the same way where like, I never say anything. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I'm also, like, 
very inexperienced until like my recent relationship um but like I usually like don't really say anything I don't really you know like like you said Mm -hmm. say if I like something or not I guess one also one of my biggest insecurities would be like validation like I'm always like this isn't good I just Mm -hmm. like I'm just like ruining the whole thing so (laughs) yeah if someone doesn't and that's how I am with all of my like friendships too if someone doesn't tell me they like what I'm doing or they like me being around I'm gonna assume like they just don't like it you go the opposite (laughs) so I mean I guess like that's probably one of my biggest insecurities is like either speaking up for what I like or afraid the other person isn't liking what I'm doing you know so which is like I guess why both sides of like the equation Mm -hmm. like need to speak up because you know maybe that's what they're thinking and and something to that I've learned the way to be bad at sex is to not be confident right Mm -hmm. like they're like okay but you're not you're like you're you're not in it you're you're uncomfy the whole time right yeah that's not cool you know yeah people are awkward and like the whole act of sex can be awkward yeah it absolutely like but it's just like a human experience as like Mm -hmm. with anything else so if you're not you just gotta communicate it yeah you gotta make it what you want it to be it's a roadblock if not so um i think that i don't know my the thing i'm most uh Mm -hmm. was it insecure about yeah yeah biggest biggest insecurity Remember the question? I'm I'm trying. <laughs> sorry. Um, drunk Adam. I'm not drunk. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to think really hard. <laughs> um, my biggest insecurity is probably the fact that one I've only been with one person ever, mm-hmm. and then two that one person has been with multiple people. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm always in my mind like comparing like is this as good as it was with the other people yeah, that sure. you were with mm-hmm. because I haven't. Like I, range. I yeah. haven't had an experience to know like am I doing like is this a good thing that I'm doing is it not are, are you doing a good job I don't know like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on is going on and I think it's like because I'm so like happy with my sex life and I'm just like well I, I it sounds bad if I say I don't know if this is good or bad yeah because it's like I enjoy it but it's like I haven't had experience from anybody else. But I think you're thinking about sex as a concept versus sex as the actor in. You know if it's good or bad. No, no, yeah. I'm yeah. saying in, in general, like, I know, like, obviously I know if it's good because something happens if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously I know if it's good, but I'm saying, like, in general, like, mm-hmm. is this, like, is this what it's supposed to be like? Uh, is this what sex is supposed right. to be like? Right. Where it's I like, I... I have that insecurity because I don't know from anybody else other than the person that I'm with. Whereas, you know, they've had multiple partners before me to where it's like, I could, I could not be the best and I could not be, I could be the worst. And that's what I think in my mind. Like sometimes it it does like kill my mood because I'm like, am I doing like, is this good? Like, what if old girl did it better before? And I'm like, is is she thinking that old girl did it better? Like that's, that's what happens in my mind. She's that's absolutely my, not. That, that's because <laughs> I just watched her shake her head. <laughs> that's what happens in my mind. So that's my biggest insecurity. Uh, I'm so I don't feel like I'm too insecure, but because uh, I'm, I'm very happy in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm in the like the. You lay it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Expose. <laughs> well, no. Uh, but I'm. I'm. Uh, I guess I am afraid usually that like that that the other person they might not be into it as much as I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so like, is this my time? Like, I'm not like, 
I, sometimes I feel like burdened that like I'm horny right now and you might not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, I'm like always like, Hey, is this cool? Or like, do you want to? So and I, we end up like, just like scheduling it. Like, <laughs> like all right. sometimes that's how it has to go. So like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so like, how would next afternoon be? <laughs> Like, Have you guys been together a while? Yeah, we've been together yeah. for a year and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty mm-hmm. great. That's really cool, though. Next. Oh, is it the next question? Oh, shit. <laughs> nice, you're cool. Pass the bowl. My pull. Okay. Chocolate. Chocolate. I'm so proud. It is. What is your favorite sound or smell? Ooh. Or oh, or and. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Slash smell. Okay. You know, there are a lot of good, good sounds. I feel like a lot of good smells. Uh, I think, I don't know, like. There's a lot of good smells. I know my smell. smell. I don't know my sound. Well, I I know my sound. I don't know my smell. (laughs) I think being in a bar with like live music playing is kind of like it's because because you can feel it in your body too. So it's like a sound that resonates and it vibrates your body. Uh, so like when like there's like a chill like guitar riff going on in the oh background, that's uh, that's pretty great. And favorite smell has got to be like linens. Yeah, Do that's laundry. nice. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Sound. I know mine. It's yeah. kind of, okay, they're kind of cheesy. My favorite sound is the sound of like a baby between like the ages of like. Nine months and like two laughing. It's like it's the best sound ever. Like no matter like no matter what mood you're in, if you it's hear a baby true. like cracking up, like your your mood is automatically lifted. Like you're like this is the best sound ever. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite smell, whatever it's cheesy, is Bay. Like I I literally love That's how I, I love how she smells like all the time. Like whether it's it sounds gross, but like when we go to the gym and like. Mm-hmm. Where we come home and we're like just chilling and relaxing and I'm like, man, like how do you still smell so good? No. I'm like you were just working out and like you really should stink, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You smell like, like bay, like bay. <laughs> so good, like man, I want to do things. You smell so good. That's how I'd be feeling. <laughs> um, my favorite smell is, is actually quite weird. Um, I love the smell of people who smoke when they're not smoking. I love the smell of smoke on people's <gasps> clothes. And oh, I love me too. I, I don't know That's what it is. That's what my grandparents' house smelled like. Yes. And I have such and I think it, and I, Yeah, I think it's because my mom used to smoke in that hugger. Um, but it smells like home. Like It's like if it sits on their sweater or their shirt and I hug them and it smells like faint cigarette smoke. I know that yeah. sounds so gross because cigarettes are gross. But I adore it. And it just makes like it, it makes me comfy. I don't know. It just it, it reminds me of a home kind of experience. And um, my favorite sound, I'm a piggyback off you, not children. But um, the smell, the sound, the sound (laughs) of laughter. Period. Mm -hmm. Like, um, especially when you're with friends and you have those moments where something happens and everybody's laughing so hard and you can't stop. And you can't stop. (laughs) I call it the sleepover laugh. It usually happens after twelve. And you, you're saying something stupid. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> it happened to Skylar and me. We were in the hospital. We were in the hospital for seven hours this week. And it was just something really stupid. And we just couldn't stop laughing. And it's just that, that sound of like, oh my God, I can't breathe. <laughs> this is so good. I don't know. It just makes, 
that I think that's when real bonds happen, mm-hmm. and I like that feeling. Yeah. Um, my sound probably isn't as sentimental as that, but um, I I'm a big music person, mm-hmm. and I really like when there's a really good like. I don't know how to describe it, like, a major brass section that, like, Mm -hmm. builds, and it's, like, and the same thing with, like, if there's, like, a big choral part to a song, like, something that's, like, so encompassing, like, you just feel yourself getting hyped listening to it, your Mm -hmm. soul kind of just lifts, like, that's how I feel a lot of the times when there's, like, a big um, brass build in a song, I just feel like, or, like, any sort of music that makes me feel really good, that's, I guess it's a favorite sound or feeling. Yeah. Mm Um, and smell, I, so my sister's, like, my world, and so whenever, like, I smell someone who, like, just washed their hair, like, I think about, like, you know, after me and my sisters would, like, you know, shower or whatever, we'd, like, hang out in our rooms till we have to go to bed on a school night, so whenever I, like, smell, like, someone who, like, just washed their hair or whatever, like, I think about that, it makes me, like, think about my sisters, so it's probably one of my favorite smells. I love that. That was a good question. That was a good one. Oh, spin your answer? You did. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My name's Brad, and my favorite sound's the bass drop. <laughs> okay. Right, pull, pull a question. Is this four? That's crazy. Yeah. It did not feel as it, it like, didn't. how fast it went. You gonna stop a four? Five, five. What's your favorite position? Oh. <laughs> Ten and two. <laughs> also, I can't drive like that. <laughs> also, I drive it like. No, I don't drive it, I don't drive it ten and two. I, no. I literally drive like this. I drive it. I drive at six o'clock. Maybe. Yeah, I drive. It's disgusting. I drive one handed with like a claw. Do you like, really need the so raster? My sister will like zoom in on like Snapchat, play really heavy bass drop, <laughs> zoom in on my claws, and it's just gross. I don't know. Why. That is really funny. <laughs> okay, uh, so are we gonna ask the question? I, I That's guess. not what it's talking about? No, no it's not talking about your driving It's not talking about driving. Well, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Yoga <laughs> position. Uh, child's pose. Child's pose? I really like the one where you're like, I think it's the snake, and you're like on your back, and then you lift just your front half of your body. That's the scorpion. Yeah. I love that. It stretches Wait, this part right here. We're really not answering this question. Okay, look at that. I'm sorry. Like, it's not it's really it's love the scorpion. Yoga. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never done yoga. <laughs> I think it means sex position. Yeah, I think it's sex figure, and I just... But no, this, the scorpion is literally like, especially after an hour workout. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it might be better than sex if you think about it, because that stretch like stretches everything. And, you just feel so and good. you're like, oh my god, this hurts so good. It's okay. like taking a really good pee, just like every day <gasps> your whole. Yes. yes. Have you ever? Oh. This is really Have you ever peed after getting out of the pool and it's and you've been like, holding it in for so, so long? Nice pee. Like, you're like, this is great. Yeah. Oh. Okay, but honestly, the question I'll answer. Um, I really like the spoon. The spoon's really nice. What is this? It's a, like, it's in the spooning position. Oh, okay. yeah. Spinning. Like, I'm, I'm a little spoon, obviously, because I'm five, too. Um, and, like, they're behind me, and it's just, you know, like you're spooning, but you're fucking. Okay. Legs up. Understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's, it's, it's my favorite. And it, it's comfy, and it's warm, and you have the feeling of another person, but also you can dig down. <laughs> but also. Okay. Um, somebody else? Okay, Janae. Because um, nobody else is going to answer. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, you know, maybe like. So. I'm like submissive in bed. Uh, Are you? Yes. Uh, so it's I'm, great to hear that. I'm a self too. I yeah. I. So <laughs> I really. <laughs> you know, I enjoy being on the bottom, like a whatever, like. Cowgirl, yeah, or yeah, yeah mm-hmm. or uh, 
She rounded it. She rounded it. Sometimes. So you like it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I also just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I can't wait to ask my question when the camera stopped rolling. Oh wait, the mic stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Camera's working. <laughs> um, I'd say probably like, mine's honestly even split between two. I'd say like classic, you know, missionaries. Pretty, yeah. Pretty tight. I also. It's pretty tight. <laughs> it's pretty tight. No pun <laughs> It's tight. It's cool. Um, it's probably that, or you know, I, I like to be on top. So like, you know, cowgirls probably so good too. So. Hate being on top. I know. I gotta put in work. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, any word. position where I can get like my back like clawed up or like oh, or my okay, butt like, smacked. Okay, so <laughs> I, will, I will like be on top of the person sitting up and not laying down. Oh, that's so right. I can like yeah. grab and like because yeah. I like that too. Okay, so, like, yeah, I like to I like backs, so I mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that's nice. Um, I think I'm a missionary person. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm, I'm not gonna judge. I'm a missionary person just because of the, the intimacy that. No, it is oh, yeah. that uh, nice. missionary. You get eye contact. Eye contact, and then like that's making it, love. It, it's another yeah. It's another thing of like Mary. of like the smell. Like when her neck is like in my face. And like I am like smelling her neck. Well, yep, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that, that like made me really emotional. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's just really nice. It's very. It's like it takes away the fact that it's like it's sex and it's just yeah. it's really comforting. I like. I also time. like being able to hold some like hand. Yeah, like, just that like kind of intertwining oh, is yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah it's just really it. like I like I like sex when it's like when it's very comforting and it's like it's very. I don't know. You can't see my hands, <laughs> but it's like it's just—it's a, a close connection. Now, drunk Janae, drunk Janae likes a lot of things that I learned. Ooh. Um, drunk Janae <laughs> no, likes. Drunk Janae is a hoe. Drunk Janae is a hoe, and drunk <laughs> Janae likes, likes all positions. So, <laughs> shout out to drunk Janae. <laughs> She's doing great for herself. She's so. doing great. For She's herself. living her best life, honestly. <laughs> oh damn, are we last? All right, go ahead, pull. Last one. Okay, guys. Last question. I hope it's a good one. Me too. I'm scared. Okay. Is it a good one? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> As um, it's we've fun. talked about this, is heavy drinking slash not drinking a deal breaker? Ah, yeah. Because I have weird views on this. Yeah, we have opposite views. <laughs> we have opposite views on this. Um, so oh. it explains these a little. Okay, so like if if your partner was a, either a heavy drinker, like drink drunk all, all the time, or didn't drink at all, are either one of those a deal breaker? Mm. First opinion, possibly. Like alcoholism isn't no, it's nothing to like joke about. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't think I'd have a problem if someone didn't drink though. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer because I like like sharing wine or something over dinner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just getting drunk for drunk's sake isn't, uh, you know, that's not a deal breaker. I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Heavy drinking is, is troubling sometimes. I, I, I worry about people. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I'm more of a, like, I, if you're, if you drink, like, once in a while and you turn out, that's, that's fine. But, like, if you're drinking constantly all the time, because I like to drink. Yeah, I'm not trying to get Rarely. preachy, but I just, I get really, like, worried. Concerned. I get no, so concerned no, for my friends. Definitely, and, like... Like, I'm, I'm always like, you good? You good? Mm-hmm. Like, you good? I don't want to have to monitor or feel like I'm responsible for somebody throughout my entire relationship. Yeah, because if somebody is drinking that heavily, somebody has to be the sober mind. Right. And I wouldn't want to always have to be the sober mind. Yeah. But, um, 
if the person that I was with decided they didn't want to drink because I, I only drink socially. Like, I don't yeah, you're not a big drink, drink. unless it's Aldi wine because I don't know. You've also gotten fucked up on that Aldi wine. I have gotten fucked up on that Aldi wine and it's delicious. <laughs> and, Lincoln Owl. And no, it's um, it's a <laughs> no, I fucked with that Lincoln Owl. Oh, the Lincoln Owl, I have Lincoln Owl yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I cannot, like, I cannot drink and be fine. Like, I can mm-hmm. never drink again, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Mm-hmm. So I think if somebody I was with, the person I was with didn't want to drink or didn't drink, it, it wouldn't affect yeah. me. Like, I'd be like, okay, like, either I'm going to drink or I'm not going to drink. But most likely I wouldn't drink because I don't really have the urge to drink ever anyway. That's fair. Um, I think not drinking would definitely not be a deal breaker for me just because, like, the only thing that it would maybe make me act differently with is like if I went to a party with someone who doesn't drink I feel more inclined to like not drink just cause like I don't mm-hmm. want it sucks to be you know yeah everyone around you is acting a fool and you're just sitting there being that sober person is odd yeah. right and yeah. it's it's not I mean it's fine to be sober but uh, yeah I, I want to accompany them so if I was in a relationship yeah. with someone who like did, strictly did not drink I'd probably like conform to that if we went to a party together um, heavy drinking I grew up in a house like with an alcoholic so mm-hmm. To me, if some, it's like, I, if you go out a lot, like, that's fine. But mm-hmm. if so, if someone's, like, choosing alcohol over you, that's something that's, like, really upsetting to me. And even if it's, like, smoking, or not, like, not cigarettes, being the like, weed. Mm-hmm. The, the weed. If you're always the right. weed. The jazz um, cabbage. <laughs> the magic lettuce, you magic know. Magic lettuce. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if, if someone is, because I've hung out with someone before, and they're like, man, I wish I was high right now. It's like, well, why, you why? know, is my presence mm-hmm. not enough? So I think that'd be something that I would always be afraid of with, like, you know, drinking and whatnot, just, like, being yeah. in a moment. Because I, I, I personally don't understand wanting to, I guess, not be sober all mm-hmm. the time. You know, I, I'm perfectly fine with experiencing life as it yeah. is, even though I do, you know, drink Drink, sometimes. yeah, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come from a family of drinkers. Like, my family drinks. And this is where I get confused because, like, I'm trying to classify the term as heavy drinker because if you're not, if you're not an alcoholic, but you mm-hmm. like to drink, I don't have a problem with that because that's, right. where, yeah. I, yeah. that's where I live, okay. you know. And so that's where we get a little confused. I'm the only one, clearly, who's in the minority here. I'm fair. I don't think I could date somebody who doesn't drink just because I really don't like to be on different, like, planes from people and I feel like if somebody is sober and somebody is drinking you know like you on a date and you have a glass a few glasses of wine and they're not drinking at all I just feel like I'm on a different plane right from you. that's definitely true and I don't yeah. I don't like that feeling I don't like to feel like you know that we can't connect specifically because of alcohol or we're, we're different or you, know? you feel like they're judging you because you're yeah acting a I get way. I get so embarrassed when I'm the only person like I drinking at lunch feeling. or something I hate being the only person drinking like oh no one else got a beer Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh shit was I not so, like it makes like shit was yeah. I not supposed to do this I, yeah I definitely feel that for sure and so um that becomes a that especially if it's the, through the entire duration of our relationship because like I said I come from a family of drinkers my dad drinks like every night but not like an alcohol like he's not an alcoholic my dad doesn't drink before mm-hmm. bed you know my mom's a lush a lover <laughs> um, um, so like I come from a family Same. of drinkers neither of them are like alcoholics they don't need to drink but it's a part of our cult. It's a part of how we, how yeah. we commune. You know, mm-hmm. when I go home from Thanksgiving, I drink with my family. You know, right. and so I just I don't want that person to feel bad or odd. You know that they're the only ones not drinking, and I also don't want to feel like we're not being able to communicate properly because I am. You know, right. I guess it depends yeah. on their view on alcohol too. Because I have a friend who doesn't drink, like is really against it, mm-hmm. but like. If her friends are drinking, she's not going to be, like, rude about it. She always, like, is always a DD, always mm-hmm. comes to all the parties with us. She just isn't into it. That's yeah. how, like, that's how I, yeah. 
not I'm not gonna say that's how I am because sometimes like I like I'm not against drinking like I'll mm-hmm. I'll drink like when I hang out with my mom me and my mom drink like I I drink when I'm with Ashley yeah <laughs> you do I'm sorry I'm a pusher you I'll are push people um <laughs> but like when I'm at home I don't drink like I, I'll say like I I never mind being the DD like that's never yeah. Like, oh man, I gotta be the DD. It's like, okay. Like, that's why I didn't get a car with four seats. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would never mind. Sorry, being I, can't. I can't. Oops. <laughs> I didn't get my license until I was literally like 22 and then, like, got a car with two seats. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't mind. I, like, I don't mind not drinking. I like, I like being, I don't wanna say I like being responsible for everybody because I don't. It comes to a level of like drunk where I'm like, okay, you're doing the most, mm-hmm. go to bed. But, like, I like making sure that my friends are okay, and yeah. I don't I don't feel like I can do that if I'm drinking, mm-hmm. and so I don't mind being the person that doesn't drink. So if the person that I was with didn't want to drink, then that, I don't think that would affect my life at all. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, it, it, it comes to the small things for me, like a drink at dinner, or like, you know, a drink with family. It just, it's, it's not even like getting drunk every night. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't want you to feel uncomfy. What yeah, if, sure. I have a question for you since you're like the odd one out. Mm-hmm. What if they didn't drink, but they smoked? Like weed. So like, what if they were high while you were drunk? Well, I don't think I could date a stoner. You still on a different plane. High yeah, because it's way different. But yeah. it's like, it, I, I know like the I don't feelings smoke. are different. I smoke, so, yeah. I smoke, so like. I know the feelings are different, but I'm saying like, would that make you feel less of a, because I know the, the way you described it is kind of like, you don't want to be like the inconvenient one, or you don't want to be like the, like, are they judging me type of person. But if they're doing something that, you know, is quote unquote judge worthy themselves. So if all they do is smoke and they don't drink. Yeah. Is that a problem? Is that, yeah. Like, would that be a deal breaker as well I don't know because like I said it's not the big things it's the small things and also I'm uncomfy if you gotta get drunk I mean get high before every little thing we do too no I'm not saying like get high before but smoke as much as you drink like if you're taking a drink of something they're taking a pull of something Hmm. Like if that's, that's your way to chill question. and relax, and that's their way to chill and relax. Or, I guess know. it's not like a deal breaker per se. Yeah, but like you're not a deal breaker. You're still on a different like. It could be. You're still you're different on a different plane. plane. It could yeah. be an issue, but it wouldn't like break any deals. So when you say a different plane, are also you, if you. Also, like, uh, like I love how you look around like your mom's not about to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my mom's here for the weekend to take care of me. I had a car accident. Forget that. Um. <laughs> But, like, I, I like to smoke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's we're still going to be on different planes because I'm cross. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, it's like, I'm going to smoke if you smoke. If there's weed in the house, I'm going to smoke. Like, I'm sorry. I like weed. <laughs> so, okay. I mean. So, when you say you're on different planes, you don't mean, like, somebody sober, somebody, like, under the influence you mean like different on states the, of on mind. The states of mind i really like, like talking to other people when we're on the same thing because we see the world kind of similar like okay i know it's it's this is very woo spiritual i know it's who i am as a person um but like yeah if you i thought you were about to start preaching you have like a, a drag in your voice. I think you were like swallowing while you talked. You, and, yeah. <laughs> I, hate I was you. like, oh, you're about to start. No, I hate you. I'm just saying. I like. 
like to be on the same wavelength so we can kind of like interpret. And if I'm drinking and you're not, I feel like you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. No, I know exactly. Thank you. I feel like. Yeah. It's embarrassing. You're like, well, what are they thinking of me? Like, am I saying something weird? I'm I'm naturally more loose. I'm naturally more. But some people, like I said, are like, they're more loose when they're high. So like. Do you know the fucking ideas you come up with? Of course, nobody... If you come up with something that's, like, really weird while you're drunk, if somebody's high is listening to that, I feel like they're going to be your biggest fucking supporter. Like, they're going to be like, damn, that's but the best idea be ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I've am i made it clear that I'm not... I don't have any problems with donors. Like, yeah. I, I smoke. Uh, I like people who smoke, too. But I don't believe in the marijuana, but everybody has their own opinion. <laughs> Bitch, remember when you smoked weed at 14 before I did? Um, Excuse me, I never smoked weed at 14. I think I was... 16. 16. I smoked weed for the first time. I smoked weed for the first time at 20. Okay, because you're lame doesn't mean I have to be here, bitch. I smoked weed for the first time when I was 16. How you gonna fuck with me? Sorry, Mom. You smoked. fault. It is, oh, I mean, I, I've smoked with your mother. So, like, <laughs> he's a bad influence, <laughs> So, it's, that's really not a surprising concept. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I just. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's, it, I think I would have to live that situation to kind of feel. Yeah, I understand. A happy medium So, only. does it does it change if, I know this question is going on forever. Does it change if, like, you were in a relationship and that person decided not to? No, if we had okay so if they were a drinker before and we got into a relationship yeah, and they like that's it. completely different because I already have feelings for you I'm gonna adjust mm-hmm. okay. because mm-hmm. I, we're reverting back to question one mm-hmm. I believe in making situations work right okay so yeah okay I'm, I'm willing to make you know we, because I already it's a deal breaker when starting a relationship yeah, but it's but not if a I already deal breaker have feelings for you I wanna debate I mean not I wanna debate I wanna make things work work mm-hmm. so i'm more willing to kind of figure out what like if they started drinking time. and they like they were drinking normally but then they realized they started drinking a lot a lot a lot and, and then they like i don't want to drink anymore like yes. this is affecting my mm-hmm. life and so you wouldn't be like okay well you're not drinking no more you gotta go yeah okay so that's it all right that's our last question guys well that was nice i know we just talked like through that entire like last question <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but do you guys have any like closing thoughts or anything you want to say I mean, I really enjoy- I was excited to be on the fishbowl. It was really great. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and, you, you know, whenever you're on the fishbowl, you become part of the fishbowl family. You can always come back. Yeah, for sure. We like to have I people. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle hint. Yeah. We started it with drinking and we ended it with drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was kind of circle. This is great. It's a great I get program? Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a great program. <laughs> My show. <laughs> a great time all around. But um, please follow us on social media, underscore the fishbowl on Instagram. On Twitter. On Twitter. Um, at the fishbowl podcast on Instagram and the fishbowl podcast with Janae and Ashley Duran on Facebook. Also, if you would rate and subscribe on iTunes, that would mean the world to us because, you know, we try to like get people to listen, so that would be real nice. That'd be real nice. Be and real like, real if you nice. shared it too, yeah, tell your friends. That would about be real it. cute. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed listening. We will be back eventually with another episode. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Maybe never. Just kidding. Thank you guys so much. Bye. 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 Bye.